Miracle Monday. Father Matt Jordan, hello. How's it going? It's going quite well. I'm happy to have you here. I'm happy that we got yet another miracle story. Yeah, so this one's uh this one's a little bit interesting. It's a miracle that is on a schedule. That's crazy. Okay. Kind of like old faithful geyser at Yellowstone. Kind of like, like that. every 19 minutes. Yes. The place goes crazy. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> okay, go ahead. So, all right. So, the this is talking about in in Naples, Italy. So, Napoli, if you're Italian, I probably butchered the mm. pronunciation of that. Um, the place, it's the birthplace of pizza. I don't know if you knew that. No, I did not. That's not the miracle, though. Oh, uh, well. Pizza is kind of a miracle. Kind of. Um, so, in 2010, I was... I had the opportunity to study abroad in Rome and I had never flown before. I'd actually, my first flight was from Cleveland to Newark, Newark to Rome. Hmm. So it was kind of an eye opening experience just to go to another culture and different things. And one of the things about the Italian culture is the faith is much more tied in with the entire being. So like, for instance, in Brexville, we had Brexville home days and we went to Brexville home days. We had a nice little booth. Yes. But Brexville Home Days in Italy or an event like that would be tied in with some sort of a Saints Feast Day. Okay. And so the religion and the culture are much more aligned. And I came to learn this when I was at, uh, when I went to Naples. So I was with uh, four other seminarians and we decided to go to Naples for this miracle. And it is the... Because the miracle happens at certain times of the calendar year. Yes. Every year. That's that's nuts. That's amazing. So the miracle is the liquefaction of the blood of St. Januarius, or as they would call him there, and I'll refer to him now as San Gennaro. San so, Gennaro. So on his feast day, September the 19th, his blood liquefies when it's put next to the skull, his relic of the skull. Okay, you're probably thinking, whoa, this is all weird stuff. Yeah, okay. totally. Okay, so... They have a so one of the things about uh, understanding of Catholics and the saints is that we have we believe that the body is holy. We believe that the body is holy of anyone mm-hmm. it's created by God. Yeah. So one of the and things, it's good and it's it was good. created good. It was created good. So that when the second person of the Holy Trinity becomes incarnate, that's like wow, the body is amazing. It tells us something about God and who God is. Yes. So. <laughs> No, you're you're very right. And so what they do is for when they have a saint is they realize that this is a place where God dwelled. Somebody who lives such a holy life that we say that they're in heaven for sure. So if you've ever had a relic of a saint, it might be a piece of bone. It might be something that they use. They, it's a, the remains of a saint that we, we say, you know what, this is actually some, a place where God still dwells and a place that we can learn something from holiness and can grow in holiness with. Uh, so they have that. So in Naples, in their cathedral, they have a vial of his blood, which is solid most days of the year. How how long ago did this guy live? Like 500 years, 1,000, um, 100, 200? I think it's like 1,500 years. Oh. Yeah. So it's been a long time. Yes. And then they also have a relic of his skull. Again, all this sounds very odd. It's probably, it's it's kind of like, okay, it seems kind of different. But they have both of these things. And so on his feast day, 
and I was looking this up. I don't know. There's a time in December and there's another time, I think in April, where this happens, where they put the vial of his dried blood next to his skull and then they process it up and it liquefies. So the solid the solid becomes liquid. Becomes liquid. And again, it's very old, so like you know, medical people could tell you like that's not something that's gonna happen. Yeah. Yeah. When something is dried up and hard, it doesn't liquefy unless you're like melting it somehow. Yes. But that's not happening because it's in a little reliquary. You know, it's almost like a little display case. Kind of like a little trophy. Yes. And the priest uh the cardinal what, what, what did he do? It up. Cardinal. So so what it was, so just to kind of set the scene. So my the the seminarians and I, we got there in Naples probably like a day or two before his feast day. So we kind of got to see Naples. I will say uh, Naples, is, it's a probably not like the nicest of cities. Like there was some cool stuff we saw. We ate a lot of pizza because it's the original <laughs> pizza place. Um, and so the morning of his feast day, we go there and we cram into this, uh, this cathedral with so many other people. And you can see that like there's this festival set up outside and there's this yearning anticipation that this is going to happen huh. um, because uh, there's kind of an understanding that like, if it doesn't happen, there might be bad things that happen. I don't know. That's probably not a good thing that's set up with it, but it does. The people really do feel that, that like mm. there's a, there's a, something missing if it doesn't happen. Uh, there's actually part of the story would be in 1980, it didn't happen and there was a bad earthquake. Yeah, yeah. I Which again, you can kind of head in a superstition. A so couple like, years where it doesn't happen, yeah. Uh, and actually one of the times in 2020, uh, in December, which the, the September one, the September 19th, his feast day is the one that's like, that's one people really get excited about, but it did not happen in December so huh. of 2020. So people got nervous Strange. about that. Strange. So, um, I'm a little skeptical of things sometimes, I will say. So if there's a scale of like, we need both faith and reason... I lean towards reason usually, and uh, I have faith, obviously, you know, I'm a priest, but I was like, okay, we'll see if this actually happens. Like, what is this actually going to be like? And so yeah, that, faith and science don't contradict, but you're saying that oftentimes your posture is, okay, um, let's I'm open this. to this. Yeah. I'll believe it when I see it kind of thing. So I was a little skeptical that this would happen. So we yeah. get there and we go to, so it's actually not part of mass. They actually had mass before and thank God we went to mass because we would have never gotten in there. It was like a, I think it was like a 7 a.m. mass that we went to. Oh. And the, otherwise we would have never been able to get in there because there's, there's very tiny, if you ever go to Italy, there's always piazzas everywhere. This is a very tiny piazza. This is not a big, like the ones you see in Rome. So there's a tiny little piazza outside. And so I think it's about, at this point, about nine o'clock, 10 o'clock in the morning. And they go into this little side chapel. They do the, they put the vial of the blood next to the, the mm -hmm. skull. And then the cardinal processes up and he's holding it and he walks up and he stands up at the, in the front of the church and the, near the altar. And he went like this, nothing happens. Uh -oh. And he goes like this and whoosh. Blood swirling around. Blood swirling around. So that he, just and I can still almost hear. And I, I did not speak much Italian. I'll say it in English because I would butcher it in Italian. I present to you the blood of San Gennaro. The whole place erupts in cheers. I was just gonna ask, like people do, do, are crying. Do, are people gasping? Are they like praise Jesus? Or are they just they're, like yeah? So they're crying. They're cheering. 
There's people that are waving the hankies. Like, there's, like, the old ladies waving the hankies. But, like, it's, like, an exuberance, like... So, like, I was downtown when the Cavs won it all. It's not, like, that kind of exuberance. It was almost, like, a sense of relief, like, this is something that happened. It's so beautiful. And it just grips the entire area. And, again, like I said, the faith and the and the civics are, like, they're tied in in a way that we don't understand in the United States. Mm-hmm. So, like... They then go out. He processes it out. Again, you see it's still moving. And um, he, then you can hear him. He's outside. And he, again, shouts like, presents you the blood of San Gennaro. And he then, um, they start cheering outside. And then I hear fireworks. Oh, dude. <laughs> um, and Are people shooting guns in the air? It's just so, they would, it's just exciting. And like, then you go out there. And so then we left. We actually... We caught our train back to go back to Rome, um, where we were living at the time. And so then, like, you see this whole festival had just started. And it's like a festival that's going to go on for the rest of the weekend. I think it was like a Saturday when this went on. And it was like a big deal. Wow. And this, and this, um, and really his story was, I mean, we don't know a ton about him. He was a bishop of Naples and died a martyr. Um, and that he... Hmm. Obviously, like, has still the ties to his community is still there. Yeah. Where he's still tied there and he still has an impact all these years later. And I think you actually, when he was, I think it was like 300s, 400s, like a long, yeah. long time ago. So he, so really, I think the miracle is not necessarily, obviously, the liquefaction of the blood. That's the headline. But I think it's really just that, like, you could tell that the faith has come and still means so much to so many people. Yeah. The way they jam this church, the way like it just the excitement would only be akin to like a ball game here, like where like you go to a Browns game or something. That yeah. sort of excitement where we don't get that way with our faith in the in the sense. Um, and I I got to also see this when I was at uh, later on. Um, this would have been closer to like a week or so later. I went to Padre Pio's feast day in Rome, and they had a relic of his. And they processed them all around, and then they blessed vehicles. And again, that, that understanding of like faith is tied differently there, but the miracle really obviously is the liquefaction, but also just like how that brought people closer to faith. Cause a miracle is a miracle. It's a cool story, but it really was watching just as the, you could tell the faith really mattered to the people. And then how did this affect you personally? Um, I think I, it made me more open to, so I think prior, I, I have to like put myself back to when I was a junior which is now 11 years ago um, to like realize that like, as I mentioned, like this faith and reason kind of thing where again, both we need both. I'm a little bit more open to like, okay, God does work this way. Like we don't have an explanation for this and I've read different things. They don't have an explanation why this is. People have tried to figure out like, are they doing some sort of a trick? Are they like putting, you know, inserting water into it? But like I saw with my very eyes that this is happening and kind of remembering that God is all powerful. Yeah. And not only just like, cool, he had this really cool thing, but the same God who had the miracles and the Bible, but also like that same God when I need something, when I'm yearning for something, when something's going not so well in my life, I can turn to that God and he's able to change things in really beautiful ways and is truly all powerful. Yeah. 
Well, if you still think relics are a weird thing, or maybe uh, you don't like that and you think it's gross, or you think we made this thing up, if you look back in history, you can see the cult of Christianity, cult not in the negative connotation of the word, but the spread of Christianity tracks like with great strong correlation to the spread of relics. Yes. And everywhere you look where there was Christianity in antiquity, you will find devotion to relics. Mm-hmm. Not not worship because worship is for God alone, but devotion to relics. And that's not something that the Catholic Church made up or something. It's uh it's actually quite biblical. So I'll give you two scripture passages. One is in Old Testament. So I'll give you Old Testament and New Testament. So in the Old Testament, 2 Kings chapter 13, uh, there's this tomb and Elisha's bones are in there. And another man is killed. And then they see this band of marauders come. So these guys, they throw a body into this pit. Mm -hmm. And Elisha's bones are there. And in touching those bones, that dead man comes back to life. Yeah. And then New Testament. St. Paul, right? Chapter 19 of Acts, aprons and handkerchiefs. You mentioned hankies, right? Mm -hmm. The aprons and handkerchiefs that Paul used after Paul left, people took those pieces of fabric and brought them to the sick and those sick people were healed. Mm -hmm. And it's all part of this big bonus grace thing going on. In showing that God does love the body, the body is a good thing, the body is not a bad thing, the Lord took on a body and a human nature, and all the sins we commit, we do it in our body. Mm-hmm. Yet every virtuous thing, every loving thing you've ever done, you've done in your body. And in this crazy, mysterious way, we're going to get those bodies back at the end of time. Yeah. The resurrection of the body, like we say every single week in the creed. So... Wow, you saw that miracle with your own eyes, bolstered your faith, gave yeah. you a greater openness to this is the, the Lord of miracles who can do anything. So, so yeah, have faith and pray boldly. Oh, bad timing. Pray, pray boldly. boldly. There we go. Boom, there it is. All right, well, thank you so much, Father Matt, for coming and joining. And I guess if you're in Naples... Check the dates. Yeah. Yeah. So there's no time in January when his blood liquefies because his name is St. Januarius. Yeah. No. So again, if you go to Italy, it'd be, where is San Gennaro? And they spell it G-E-N-N-A-R-O. Yeah. Yeah. San Gennaro. So we, for some reason, have translated St. Januarius, but it's in the calendar. So if you want to look for the one that says it's St. Januarius. Yeah. So. So cool. What? Just so so interesting what God does. It is very interesting. Like, again, who knows why? It's hard to explain, but it was truly a miracle, and it's truly uh, God works in miraculous ways. Yeah, and how many miracles happen again on a specific on time? A specific you know, calendar. it yep. just brings to mind, you know, Our Lady of Fatima on the thirteenth of, of these different months. It's just, it's cool that God can just surprise us, but also say, you know what? You can depend on this. Yeah, a recurring miracle. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. God bless you guys. And uh, see you next time if you've got another miracle story. Peace. Peace.